0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the BTU podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts Harjot Suri. Hey guys, welcome back to the BTU podcast. I'm your other
1: co-host Varun Garg. Uh, we're super excited to have everyone back today. I know it's been a while. It's been a very long time. Yeah, it's been a very long time since we've recorded a podcast. Um, but uh, how was your semester? Now that you're done, how was your exams and everything?
0: Honestly. Um, Athletic therapy has kind of been a roller coaster to say the least. This first semester is not, it has been anything but what I've expected. It's a total 360 spin of what university is to me. Like it's oh, yeah? a hard adjustment. I'm still trying to adjust. I'm still trying to put in that effort for it, but it's been it's been challenging. I'm not gonna lie. What's challenging about it? About athletic therapy? Yo, the thing is, it's it's extremely hands-on and it's extremely it's extremely teach yourself. Like people say, Oh my God, I got a, I got a cruddy teacher. I got a professor. That's not really helpful. So I got to teach myself. I like therapy. You are legitimately teaching yourself from start to end. Like there is no, there's little to no guidance from your professor because that's the expectation when you come to this program. And it's just, it's just so weird because my peers are the one that are, my peers are the ones that are teaching me about certain aspects that I need to know about a case study Mm -hmm. so for those of you that are listening from home case studies are essentially they'll give you um kind of like a scenario right let's say oh an athlete dislocated their shoulder now me along with my peers we go through the biomechanics of that injury the anatomy of that injury most common injury like epidemiology all this stuff we're researching peer-reviewed articles and we come back to the next class and we tell everybody what we researched and we kind of related to the case study see whether or not this is accurate like for example with that shoulder dislocation people are probably not going to talk heavy about knee injuries in hockey let's say right right as an example or they'll present all that research and then they'll they'll present what they believe is related to the case study so i believe it's a dislocation where the shoulder popped out anteriorly and inferiorly right and it's just it's just very new in the sense of the learning style, like I've never had to teach myself so much before and I've never had to rely on my peers as much as I've had to up till now. It's very weird. It's like group work, but like times 200. (laughs) Right.
1: So would it be fair to say that, okay, so since you are majoring in kinesiology, it's kind of like what you learned in your first couple of years of kinesiology. Now it's like apply that knowledge and what, you know, do your research and try to solve the problems on your
0: own. I would that, say so. Like mm-hmm. I've talked to a couple upper years in both athletic therapy and kinesiology who happen to be in athletic therapy. Right. And they've said with confidence that athletic therapy is probably where you're going to learn anatomy the most. Because the course for anatomy is presented like any other course that you'll find at any other university. Right. You're told you're told what unit you're working on. You're told what you have to know. And then you memorize right. it for a test. But you're never applying it. You're never understanding how it's connecting with the rest of the body really unless you go into upper years in which case you likely will but right. in, in entry-level stuff you're not doing that but when you have when you have something like this you're understanding how that structure can get injured and what the normal structure looks like versus what the injured structure looks like if that makes sense so right. we have things called oral practicals so that's essentially what my exams are um it's a big component of a Athletic therapy is essentially like a bellhopper where we have 10 minutes, um, two minutes at each station, four stations, 5% per station. So if you do the math, 20% in 10 minutes, and you have to answer questions that are face down on a face down on a workbench. You pick one, you answer okay. that. And the rooms include anatomy um, management prevention. Uh, what was the last one management prevention anatomy and one more room. I'm forgetting it off the top of my head. Cause like I'm thinking on the spot right now, okay. but Essentially, for example, coming back to that dislocation injury, the anatomy might be name three structures that get injured during a dislocation and right. describe where they are, where they insert and where they go to pretty much. Um, management can be show me how you would get an athlete off the ice rink because we're talking about hockey in this case. Show me how you'd get them off the ice rink with minimal movement of their shoulder, so that would be like making a sling out of their Jersey, or that would be like using a triangle bandage, which is something that um, you're often using when you're making a makeshift cast on the spot, or sorry, a makeshift um, immobilization device on the spot. And, ass- oh, sorry, the last room was assessment. I don't think I said it, but assessment's actually assessing like, do they have a dislocation or is it something else that maybe needs different recommendations or different medical procedures? Right. And, and, like we learn about tests that we have to do and we might be asked to demonstrate that test and what we're looking for in that test. So it's very interesting in that retrospect. Right. And it's kind of like, it's very nerve wracking. I won't lie to you. Like my first OP, like I was very anxious going into it. My final, I was still anxious going into it. Cause the idea is like, if you don't know that one question, you you can't get the marks, right? So right. you kind of have to make sure you're understanding everything from every angle. Yeah. It's challenging, but it's rewarding. Yeah,
1: for sure. I feel like I should have asked this like right in the start when you started talking. But I want to know. So, what is the structure of what you're doing right now? So, is it just, are you like taking courses, or is it just like open kind of just like cases, athletic therapy, and your training, kind of like a co-op term in a way? Like, how does it work right now? How's your like your semester kind of
0: structured right now? Okay, so that's a great question. Um, So right now, the structure of it is essentially we have a unit that we're working on and within that unit we have case studies so for example in this one that we just came that i that we just finished we kind of talked about basic injuries that have occurred and we've also talked about primarily life-saving skills because they want to make sure like hammer that home like understanding what that means for an athlete and what that means right. for an individual like why that's so important you know because you're saving a life, whatever. Right. Not whatever, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> saving about. Life, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Casual. But yeah, in terms of how it's structured though, so we do have courses, like we have seminars, we have tutorials and we have, we would have placement, but COVID's kind of made that a difficulty with athletic therapy so far. Fair enough. But yep. essentially seminars is like where we discuss a broad topic that is related to the case studies we're working on currently. It's like once a week um tutorials is kind of that aspect of peer work where you all look at the case study you all divide up what you have to research and then you present that research and you have four days to do that um and then the final one was uh we also have labs i should have mentioned labs is where we actually learn about how to manage an injury so once we've clarified that it's a dislocation you are really likely to clarify that after the first day we are taught how to actually uh what's what's it called manage a shoulder dislocation injury which includes using a jersey sling using a triangle bandage for a sling using all these different products to make slings right um so that's kind of what happens in lab and then we have this other course that you have to take in first year called first responders essentially think first aid would think the first aid that is actually taught to medical and healthcare professionals along with firefighters along with um ski instructors right this is essentially medical care that's taught in a higher degree because because they need it if that makes sense so paramedics okay. of course are going to need a deeper understanding of the human body rather than someone who knows basic cpr right For example right yeah so we're also do we also have to do that first year and we have a class for that which is kind of i got the marks back for that op we're not going to talk about that one, <laughs> but yeah so it's it's a good mixture of everything. You get a lot yeah. of like you get a lot of what you get your bang for your buck if you do oh, like, yeah. therapy. Okay, that sounds really fun. It seems like
1: I mean just hearing you talking about it, it seems like you're having a lot of fun in your program. So that's good to hear. I'm having fun, but it is kicking my butt. I am not gonna lie for you. sure. I mean I mean, yeah, I, I feel that for sure. That it's always it's always difficult. So like now that you're you're in like you're done your first semester of third year, right? So then now you have one more year left and then another semester. So what's the plan then? What's what, like, what kind of stuff are you going to be doing? And then what's what's coming after that? Curious to know.
0: Sorry, do you mean like what's happening this upcoming semester? or
1: Yeah, like, like in general, just like what's happening by before the end of your degree? I guess I'll ask that first. Like what are, what's happening next semester and I guess oh. fourth year as well. What kind of stuff are yeah. you going to be working on? So
0: basically, like I said, we're still doing that first responders course. That's full year. But okay. I believe next semester we're working on extremities as well as head and trunk procedures. So essentially what we've been doing, but more on a deeper level uh, for next semester, I'm assuming we're, again, just going to be looking at a bunch of case studies, going to go through that and kind of understand injuries in different sports again. Um, I guess the real difference that's going to be happening for this is... Honestly, whether or not we're online, because as you know, like we might be going into we're gonna have (sighs) Uh, that's a whole other discussion. Let's have that later. (laughs) Yeah, literally. But that's kind of the only thing I see changing really. Uh, Apart from that, I feel like it's gonna be the same of what's happening, what happened semester one. Um, there might be Mm -hmm. placement, but again, I very I highly much doubt we're gonna have placement, especially since we're first years. Um but yeah, in terms of like how it looks like with the degree, so The certificate program is three years and you have to apply during your second, which means I'm gonna be at York for a minimum of five years. Like I like by the end of the athletic therapy program. Uh, um, Welcome to the crew, five-year degree program. (laughs) Yes, sir. yeah i got a yeah. lot of stuff to make up for but we're gonna do it eventually Woo. no no no,
1: for sure for sure that's sick though that that sounds like a lot of fun i love how this podcast was meant to be like a chill podcast and we just talk about random stuff but we're just learning about athletic therapy but it's not a bad thing at all i it's yeah, really I cool to see what you been doing i'm
0: sure i'm sure we'll probably have one of it like in the near future where we actually sure. talk more about it because like i don't want to it's a chris and this is going to come out here like the new year or, or even like this is like the end of the year podcast, you know. So yeah, like, pretty much. Not pretty make much. Making a lot like therapy. So.
1: No, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool though. That it's sick to see what you're what you're doing. And I even wanted to talk about now that, like, I was just like, let's have a whole other conversation about that with school going back online. Bro. So- <laughs> okay,
0: I'm, I'm, like 100 sure that we're likely gonna be online again. Like, I just have a feeling because of the, the way the cases are going and stuff. And I know we're not supposed to like necessarily like make speculations or make like, like concrete statements, but I don't know. I kind of see it happening. Cause this is kind of how it was when we were in first year and they were like, the cases were rising with COVID initially. Um, and I know that's something that a lot of people are looking forward to, but I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is. And it's the way that the world's going right now. And it sucks. Cause honestly, yo, I think I might be out of a job, <laughs> which is the biggest thing that's considered to be i know um, i
1: know yeah yeah because like
0: the oua which is like the ontario Un- university um athletics association essentially they said that they're stopping games so if they're stopping games that means athletes still have to train and if athletes aren't training that means i have no one to train and if i have no one to i train, mean, then i don't get paid so it's like ah <laughs> nice Technically, the athletes shouldn't stop training No, no, but they're not gonna they're not gonna come to York and use the facilities. Like, sure they're gonna train, but they're gonna train on their ones, right? They're not gonna come that's fair. That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, like the gym's closed until the 24th, and I was supposed to start in the new year on the 10th. So I'm like, I don't know what's happening at this point, but yikes,
1: yeah. I know it's been really complicated. Yeah, even I got the email from my university, they were like, it's gonna be online until the 24th. Are you also?
0: sorry continue no no what were you gonna say go ahead I was gonna ask like are you planning to go back to Waterloo yeah yeah. I knew you were gonna ask that that's how I was like because that's what I was gonna talk
1: about anyway um yeah and yeah I am I'm gonna go back to Waterloo um I was a little annoyed because I was just like you know if if you know how the situation I I know you know how the situation was when we were trying to look for apartments in Waterloo for the winter term it was brutal and yeah everyone was super annoyed because it was like we just like busted our a's trying to look for apartments for the next term and now they're just like oh it's gonna be online and then I, I even feel even more bad for the international students who have to pay for like flights and everything and accommodation and all that stuff yeah just for the university to be like yes yeah, so or online for one month and realistically it's probably gonna end up being online the entire semester.
0: Yeah I mean but- they like the cases were rising so much that they moved the date that people could get their booster shot. Like I believe, like they just moved the date up. Like my sister booked for herself and my mom. I still got to get. Okay. It on, yeah.
1: I still need to book my booster shot. Speaking of, so
0: is there? Get on that. I'll get to that soon. Yeah. Because I think. But yeah, being, I was like. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think they're changing um, what fully vaccinated means now. Like they're I think they're changing it to include the booster shot. So they're not considered oh. fully vaccinated unless you have the booster. Okay, so
1: I have to get yeah. that.
0: I saw a report.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I was like, you know, what? I, I don't want to do another semester sitting in my room. I want to at least be yeah. somewhere be well, in Waterloo. Well, so I was is. like, yeah, I, I'm already subletting an apartment. I can't sublet yeah. to someone else because I am the one subletting. So not. I'm like, I'm going to be paying for it anyway. So uh, right now the plan is just, I'm probably going to be in Waterloo. Hopefully I can do labs in person, like actually go into a lab and do a lab. Mm -hmm. because labs virtually suck it's so bad i hate it so let's see how that goes um but yeah super excited for that for sure i'm being sarcastic right now
0: no yeah let's see i can i can attest to like the university environment helping me tremendously actually study oh yeah (laughs) like oh my god like it's just it's just so nice to actually commute somewhere with a purpose (laughs) Um, yeah it's it's very true it's like i kind of
1: think of it as similar to going to the gym in a way so like the reason one would work out at a gym is because not only are there the facilities right you have the right equipment there but then a lot of people also like to go to the gym because you see other people working out and it gives you motivation right Mm -hmm. it's a motivational thing as well and i kind of see it as the same thing as being on campus like One, there's facilities, there's a lot of facilities, you know, there's quiet study areas, there's study halls, so many libraries and things like that, but then you also see other people studying, and that makes you kind of study, you're in that study environment, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, if you're at home, you don't really see anyone studying, you're just in your room all day. Yeah. So it's kind of, uh, you're not very motivated to study. So that's how I was like, you know what, Waterloo it is for next term. So let's see let's see how that goes. But yeah, but yeah. Um. Anyway, is there anything else? What you what else you've been up to over the last four months? Over last month ish mostly because we haven't talked in that in that long of a while, like outside
0: of school. Yeah. Anything? No. Uh. Like I actually I found myself at a crossroads to be honest, where I felt as though I was spread too thin, and I guess. It comes into play with burnout because I think a lot of people face that, especially end November, early December, because I think that's the point where you receive your marks for like midterms, maybe yep. one, maybe two, if that's how your course is, and then you're going into final season it's It's kind of a rough stretch to go through because i I know I speak for myself, but I speak for a lot of people that I know where you're calculating your grade by how much you've gotten and you're calculating what you need to get on your final to get a certain grade level that you want to achieve. And you're just kind of stressed. You're like, how do I do this? Like, how am I actually supposed to do this? Especially if you have a standard for yourself that you keep, which is another thing that we'll probably get into later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I found myself at a crossroads because I thought I felt myself spread so thin and I felt myself not, I felt myself underachieving to what I thought I could do. And that's something that I've, plan to work on over this break where it's like I'm gonna count myself some slack but I'm also going to try and fulfill my potential I don't mean to sound like one of those like motivational speakers like I'm not trying to Gary V this (laughs) like I think I think I've come to realize that it's okay to not be perfect like because I've always again I've always had this high standard for myself and I think Mm -hmm. this semester especially COVID especially has humbled me when it comes to how much I am able to perform, along with doing other things that I like to do. Like I like doing bridges stuff. I like doing what I like the clubs that I'm part of at York. I love that. I love my job at York. I love the program I'm in. But it Mm -hmm. takes a lot of effort to excel at all of them. And if I plan to do all these things, it's either I cut back on one or I like or I put in more of an effort or I recognize that I am putting in enough effort to the point where it's okay. Like the results I'm getting are the results I'm getting because of the effort I'm putting in. So right. That's something well, that's, that has challenged me a bit this semester. Like, this past month, I would say.
1: That's good. I feel like that's a part of maturing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you learn how to balance different things. Sometimes you have to, like you said, cut yourself a bit of slack and, like, not be too hard on yourself. Um, I feel like that's also one of the things that I learned as well, too. Like, right. you always have... Like when you go into a semester, you're always just like, you know, I want to be at the best. I want to beat everyone. Literally. I want to get the highest marks I can. Yeah. And then honestly, realistically, everyone's good at different things. Like I often would get demotivated when I see people getting like, you know, like nineties in courses where I'm getting like sixties and you know what I mean? Sure. Like assignments and tests and stuff. Yeah. But then you have to realize that, you know, maybe that person's not a great programmer. Like if I was talking about my case, right? Yeah. So then it's just like, and like I'm not a great programmer, but I may be a better programmer, programmer than them. And then everyone kind of has like different things that they're good at, and you kind of just have to realize that you can't just just because someone else is doing better than you at one specific thing doesn't mean that you need to be hard on yourself and be like, why am I not at that level? Um, I feel like that's one of the things that I think both of us have learned in university, where it's just like, you know, people are different. Whereas in university, whereas in high school, everyone's kind of just going for the same thing, right? Everyone's like, we're taking the same courses, going, applying to similar programs. We're going to the same set of universities, you know, same level playing field. And then you go to university and everyone's different. You may be in the same program, but everyone still has different interests,
0: right? I think it, I think it also comes back to, like, it comes to what you said. I want to touch upon it a bit more, circumstance. So for example... Me and Varun are in the same math course. Varun's better at me than math. That's just a fact. Okay. Now, add on the fact that I might be, I might be playing in a basketball club outside of school because I enjoy basketball. That's a hobby of mine. And I do that. And Varun doesn't have hobbies. No offense. Like that. Like this is a hypothetical scenario. He doesn't have any hobbies. Varun just loves math, and he does math. And I'm a half at. I'm half Aing math. <laughs> okay <laughs> the likelihood of me achieving the same level that rune will achieve very low likely slim to none right yeah rune gets 90 i get a 70 and i'm like dang i could have got a 90 but it's a given it, like life is all about give and take it is yeah. legitimately give and take yeah. and it comes down to what your priorities are and it comes down to what you're involved in right like yeah i just wanted to want to bring that up
1: again. no that's a that's a good point like everyone's not the same everyone Mm -hmm. has different things like it's so normal i feel like there's so much stigma around people like for example changing their major or kind of if they're in a specific major then they have to work in that field you know there's so many people who maybe like major in computer science but i don't know become an athletic therapist Mm -hmm. right like you never know like people's interests change you learn about yourself when you're in university so i feel like we've even talked about this before a major that you're going into is more of just like what you like right now what you think you can see yourself doing is like a safe option but mm-hmm. you know like it's okay if you feel like your interests change while you're in university and you yeah. want to do something else
0: it's i was completely okay i was actually talking about this with one of my boys at york the people that we came in to first year with for kinesiology almost half of them are gone they're in either different programs they've decided to drop out because uni's not for them or they've or they've chosen a different career path entirely and maybe they've moved on to something else it's it's quite a realization to have and again like touching upon what we talked about in the sense of even being in the same program does not necessarily mean you have the same circumstances like Varun for example he's in a program and somebody who's in the same program might be living on res right the person on res probably has to worry about paying rent the person on res likely has to worry about transportation if they have to go to different places or they want to go to different places they have to worry about maintaining a social life rune also has to maintain a social life but maybe he's not paying rent at home he's likely not paying rent at home and he likely doesn't have to worry about putting food on the table for himself if he like skips a meal like there'll probably be food that he's like all right yo i can munch right yeah totally different circumstances and there's people that are working jobs versus people that don't have to work jobs because they like they're loaded or let, let's say like yeah the circumstances are absolutely insanely different and they become more relevant, especially when you come to university because university yeah. is like mixing. It's, it's essentially creating a fishbowl for not just Toronto because people come from international schools. It's almost like really creating a fishbowl for the world. Your high school is like a fishbowl for your area. So the area that me and Varun grew up in because we're from the same area, we had a lot of people that had the same had the same type of maybe social or economic level. They had the same, they had the same worries that they were doing. Like they're what they want to get into, evolve, involved with school as much as we did, or they had like very a similar financial
1: period. situations exactly. for a lot of people in our
0: area. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's totally different when you enter union, because again, it's a mixed bag of people you get to meet some awesome people. You get to meet people that you, you get to meet people that you thought were just you never thought you could meet, and you would—you only see them. In the oh movie. yeah. Personalities, right? Like, yeah. When I tell you, I came to uni, and I'm like, "Yo, country dance is actually a bop," and I never thought I'd <laughs> say those words. I'm like, "Yo, like that's that's uni, like yeah, like you're not." You only learn a lot education. about yourself. You're yeah. You're literally paying for the ability to get familiarized with different societies and different cultures, which I find oh, is yeah. kind of awesome.
1: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like. Yeah you learn so you meet so many different kinds of people like for example for the universe for example let's talk about like, the high school we went to yeah it was where rare, rare to see someone pull up to school in their own car for example right i think like you probably had a car to like, get in grade 12 which was you probably did not buy yourself like it was probably like your parents car or something like that that you were driving right um but it was really rare to see someone come in their own car that they like bought or something like that or you know I came in like an Audi or something so you never saw that right like everyone would get dropped off or like would take the bus whereas if you went to like Vaughn for example like a a good friend of ours went to switched high schools and moved to Vaughn for grade 12 and he said it was so common to see students with like expensive cars like an Audi or a BMW or whatever like and and that their parents bought for them and they just come to school with that and like no one would like walk or take the bus so it's and then you don't really see that and then when I went to university and then I see so many people who have their own cars and stuff I was like wow like a lot of people have their cars like have cars that of their own that they drive so I don't know I don't take a one example but it's kind of like you understand that there's so many more different types of people out there that you didn't see in your high school Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of just like from the financial aspect of it but yeah what about uh anything else? What you've been what you've been doing? I I, I guess I can talk about what I've been doing.
0: Yeah, I actually want to hear about what you're doing. I can, I feel like we've talked about me, you know.
1: <laughs> um I mean, I like recently got a little bit into Formula One. Uh,
0: <laughs> same? You too? Same. I I got into the second last race where Verstappen and uh Hamilton tied, and I was like, yo, I don't know what's happening, but this is very
1: interesting <laughs> <laughs> no i got into uh, i started watching the docuseries called drive to survive on netflix yeah um yeah and then that's kind of got me into formula one and then um and it's been really interesting i never thought i'd get into formula one into racing in general i always need i always saw it as something that like a niche like that people were into a lot of my friends too from like university and yeah. um i never thought it would be something i'd get into and then someone told me about it. A good friend, a mutual friend of ours, Bridges and Bridges, Chisania. Um, yeah. She told me about it. I was like, you know, let's check it out. Let's watch Drive to Survive. Yeah. And now I'm hooked. So, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm hooked. No. I yeah. agree with you. Formula One is actually the fastest growing watch sport in Canada. I saw. Oh, yeah. I was like, bro, that's interesting. That is very like, cool. Over this I mean, past years, yeah. It's like over this past year, it's become the highest gross watch sport well-deserved yeah. fourth's insane this season especially
1: was is regarded as one of the best seasons yeah it was like a, of the was recent like a record times.
0: season right a record season yeah and that like i don't think they're correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think there's ever been a time where the final race decided the outcome for the championship because both of them were tied oh i
1: didn't know that part actually
0: yeah because ha- i could be wrong but i Thought I remember hearing about that. Basically, like the fact that Hamilton and Verstappen went into the final race exactly tied, and it's essentially whoever came first won, and whoever yeah. came second lost, type of thing. Yeah. Um, it literally came down to the final lap. It, That's how it, close it, it was, bro. We're not talking that final. I there's a <laughs> lot of controversy about what I'm, that race ended.
1: Okay, I'll give my opinion. Okay, go.
0: I on. feel like Hamilton
1: got robbed. I I feel as well. You feel <laughs> the same way. I feel like they did
0: Hamilton dirty. Like, I
1: don't
0: know. Like why the fact that they were able to convince the the head of Formula One Racing to change the change rules the right after he already stated what the rule was, it's like, bro, what what
1: that just feels wrong. There's some there's definitely some sort of like tampering going on in between the moment where they initially stated the decision where it was like lapped uh lap cars cannot unlap themselves, and then they're like lap cars can unlap themselves like there's a change of that decision there's some kind of tampering going on there either it was from red bull or it could be from netflix who won an interesting conclusion to the drive to survive season i don't know who it was but like something happened there that that doesn't sit right but no it's not like verstappen didn't deserve to win that either though yeah that no, guy is I mean, insane it
0: was a it was a very good race to say the least yeah
1: yeah it yeah, was yeah, very sure. good but yeah, uh, Formula One's really interesting. I would definitely recommend getting into Formula One if you had a chance. You, would, you wouldn't you would think that Formula One would be something you'd like, but then you start watching it and you're like, because the thing is that one thing I love about Formula One is that it's so much more than just racing. Like yeah. there's so much drama and so much tension like, and the stakes. Yeah.
0: They talk about kind of like what happens behind the scenes of the race. Like it gives a different. Right, in-
1: right. Yeah, like there's so much. Just for example, Daniel Ricciardo leaving Red Bull. Mm-hmm. That drama on its own. I found it hilarious when I was watching Drive to Survive and I saw that. It was funny because Red Bull stopped. Um, like they told, they ended their deal with the Renault to, for their engine manufacturing, right? Yeah. And they were already, so there's a lot of like saltiness between Renault and Red Bull. And yeah. Daniel Ricciardo being like a really loyal Red Bull driver He's just like, I'm leaving Red Bull next season. Oh, where are you going? I'm going to Renault, the team that you guys just started beef with. I found that hilarious that of all teams, you just had to go to Renault. And just things like that, it just, it's just really hilarious and really interesting because then that means when Daniel Ricciardo is going to drive for Renault, it's going to be an interesting thing to see that, you know, Red Bull's engine manufacturers in Renault, but one of their boys is driving for Renault now, so... Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Awesome. The drama is the drama is funny. The drama is definitely funny. KB going to Golden State it.
0: drama. <laughs> Honestly,
1: it's kind of similar in a way, but not really because Daniel Ricciardo wasn't chasing a championship because okay. Renault wasn't like a top three team at the time. Oh,
0: okay,
1: okay, that makes sense. So it's kind of different, but yeah, it, there's a lot of intensity between teams and things and like the drama. It's definitely very, very cool to see. And I think Netflix definitely played a played a huge role in bringing F1 back, and yeah. getting people interested this, in F1.
0: This newest season is gonna be awesome because it's actually gonna to touch upon like what what the teams were thinking like going into the race. Like, oh yeah, the exact same record because it's always like the season that just passed, right? That's how the seasons come. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah,
1: so like so the this for this season, the like the new docu series season for Drive to Survives is probably gonna come out in like March or April. For twenty twenty one, yeah, but yeah, it's oh, it's definitely gonna be an interesting season to watch, though. Let's let's see what happens. Uh, yeah. it's, it I was think, a really tight contention between Hamilton and Verstappen.
0: Yeah, it was. Honestly, like when I think about sports, the drama makes half of it, and people don't realize that. But it's like the dr- oh, like, yeah. that's why people do interviews with athletes. That's why people are getting opinions from sports anchors like Stephen A. Smith you know like it's all about it's all about the drama as well along with the sport that's what makes it so interesting to watch
1: yeah yeah, for sure
0: yeah like um for this i want to actually talk about this for the nba i because of what's been happening i think we're gonna get a bubble v2 to be honest they're gonna get a what sorry bubble v2 so like we're gonna be at Disney, <laughs> we're gonna be at Disney again. Oh running, the,
1: running it back. <laughs> I hope not, but at, at the rate that we're at right now, probably yeah. yeah, everyone's getting uh health and safety COVID, health and safety protocols, you know, under quarantine or whatever. Like all the players that you, you want to watch right now are yeah. all not playing because of COVID. Like Katie, yeah. Giannis, who else? Trey Young, I think, Zach Levine, like all those guys are it's it's not fun it's kind of annoying but let's see what happens that's we're getting back into the same situation we were in 2020 all over again it's amazing
0: bro the amount of money that i probably have out just because i bought raptors tickets and i bought concert tickets like i don't know if any of this stuff's (laughs) gonna happen anymore so i'm Uh, gonna i'm like we have
1: (laughs) oh yeah you had tickets for the raptors game right that got postponed.
0: So are you gonna like? Are
1: you gonna get a refund for that? Or are you just gonna wait until the game actually said, happens?
0: I can't get a refund yet because they're seeing if they're gonna reschedule it.
1: Okay, so they haven't rescheduled
0: it yet. No, they haven't. So I'm not um, gonna a refund yet. That sucks. Yeah, yeah it's
1: awesome. um, yeah, it's interesting. Let's see what happens. Um, yeah, we also have tickets for the Dave concert, which is in May.
0: Bro, so, I totally forgot we have <laughs> Oh <yeah>. my god. <laughs> bro yeah, i'm still man. reeling about the weekend like i don't i still didn't get my money back for the weekend bro. yo i need to yeah. call stubhub, but they have not reached bro. out to us
1: giving us our money back bro i probably so.
0: have like i have a semester's worth of just outstanding money I got <laughs> and stuff. it's like bro please
1: honestly honestly like covid is ruining everything right now man it's it's a tough situation out here but yeah Literally. um i mean co- what covid hasn't stopped those people from watching spider-man no way home Bro, people are still watching that.
0: So good.
1: It's so oh, good. Glad I got to see it in
0: theater. It's worth the <laughs> You watched it, right?
1: You watched it yesterday. I literally watched it last
0: night. It was Yeah,
1: I watched it on the 16th. Yeah. Um oh man, I I wish I could spoil it, but I feel like a lot of people haven't watched it. Enough people haven't watched it yet for me to talk about it, but but trust me, if you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. One of the best movies in recent history. It is amazing. Me yeah, and Harja will talk cool. about the spoilers right after I finish recording.
0: Probably. We're probably
1: discussing <laughs> extensive details. But yeah, if you haven't, definitely watch that. I'm a huge MCU fan. Harja's definitely an MCU fan. So if you have a chance, definitely watch Spider Man No Way Home. It's an amazing movie. And, you know, it's good to not worry about things sometimes. You know, it's like exams are coming up for people in high school right now, right? They probably have exams in January.
0: Oh, dang, you're right. I do yeah. how exams works for high school. I, I think it's still, it still works like that, but
1: yeah, exams are probably in January for a lot of students. Yeah. So, you know, take a break, take some time. I hope you listen to this podcast. The, the, mean, the whole point of this podcast was to just chill and talk about something and kind of get your mind away from worrying too much about school and things like that. Yeah. So you know, take some time. Watch Formula One. Watch a Spider Man No Way Home. You know, it's it's a great way to kind of you know take some time to relax. It is the winter holidays are coming up, so definitely take advantage of that. For sure. But yeah, I think uh, we rambled on for quite a bit. I think we can probably start wrapping it up. Any final thoughts, job Before we before we head out.
0: Honestly, it just feels good to be back. <laughs> like, yeah, I truly enjoyed doing this again. It's kind of felt like. You know when you return to like a hobby after a while? Like <laughs> it feels like that. Like it feels like I'm right at home like talking with you, recording yeah. from Bridges. It's nice. Um
1: but yeah. But anyway. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to uh another episode of the BTU podcast. We definitely uh if you guys want to hear from us again before the holiday, before Christmas or before the New Year's for the New Year's. Um uh, wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Um hard job plus one's that um but yeah thank you so much again for tuning into another episode of the B2 podcast we really appreciate you guys listening to us talk we hope you took something away from this episode uh as usual if you have any suggestions comments concerns anyone you want to see on the podcast anything you want us to talk about specifically you can always reach out to us you can email us at bridges to university at gmail.com our instagram at bridges to uni our tiktok at bridges to uni our tiktok is popping off so definitely give us a follow comment like on our tiktok um and yeah check out our website bridgesuni.com sign up for our newsletters check out what's going on there if you want to talk to one of us just hit up the office hours set up a meeting talk to any one of us if you ever want to get some advice whatever you need mentorship and we'd be happy to talk to you guys so see you guys on the next episode of the b 2 podcast until then take care stay safe and peace